Welcome to Above Grade, where each week we discover the construction landscape here in Central Ohio. I'm Bryce Chick with J.S. Brown, and occasionally you'll hear Ben Needenthal chime in here. Hi, hey, Bryce. Ben. How's it going, man? Good. All right, good. He's the voice from behind the curtain here, but I've got a couple gentlemen with me this morning I'm excited to introduce, and these guys I get to see on a daily basis. Uh, I've got Paul Martin over here at my far left, and Paul is production manager over at J.S. Brown. Paul, great to have you. Good to be here, Bryce. And we brought one of our internal experts as well, Albert Gallus. I can't even say your name, Albert. Isn't that great? Too early in the morning for me. (laughs) It's early for everybody. It is. Well, Albert uh, joined us, and so did Paul, because we've got a great topic we're going to talk about, and it's actually a two-part series. So we've got a couple things that we're going to be covering today, get in depth on it, and it has to do with water, the wonderful world of water and the not-so-wonderful world of it as well. And that's what we're going to talk about. It's obviously in our bodies we need to have a lot of water. We have about 65% of our body is made up of water, which is a good thing. We had drink our water every day. I had my glass on the way here and my vitamins. Did you guys drink up? I drink every water. Tea, iced tea. I'm an iced tea guy. You're an iced tea guy? Yeah, not so much water. I should, though. <laughs> yeah, you should. I know. I know. I, know. I, know. I put you on the spot. Thanks, you're, Bryce. you're a soda drinker, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why you look so bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. <laughs> but you're you're probably 60% soda. So Probably. Yeah, that's It contains right. water. Yeah, that's it does. There's water and soda. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I wonder what the percentage of that is. I probably don't want to know. I don't know. Google it. (laughs) So it's out there. Um, Anyway, we don't want to have uh, water in our homes as much as we do unless it's running through our plumbing lines. But we're really concerned in our industry with construction about what water does when it's in areas we don't want water to be. So that's what we're going to focus on today is uh, we're going to look at a lot of ways that homes are improperly protected uh, against water. And there was water infiltration getting into it. And it's actually one of the most damaging and costly occurrences for your home. And most of the time, you don't even see it until it's too late. And that's what we're going to look at today. We've got some examples of where water damage was found uh, at, a, at a later time than it than it should have been. There's a lot of damage from that. And then flashing is the other thing we're going to talk about is properly flashing things. And it's one of the most critical steps in construction and it's currently not inspected during the building process. And you and I were talking about that, Albert. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, it's, you know, they make it so where we're a lot of structural issues, but when you see the slides and you see the damage, it's like, how cannot this be considered a structural issue? Right. And there's nothing there to begin with. Yeah. And I know that's a hot button for Paul as well. Before you arrived at, at J.S. Brown, that was Paul would say, I don't even understand why they don't yeah. inspect this. Not that we're looking for more inspections, but it seems like a pretty critical one. It, it, in, in the commercial world, it is an inspection item, but in residential, it's not. Yeah. And, and, uh, I know on the production side, we like to say that you know, water is the enemy of the house. And so we have to manage that water and, and know where it's going because it's going to saturate the outsides of our houses. We have to know where that water is going, and we direct it with flashing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not even looked at, you know, in, no. in, in an inspection. We have all these inspections because there's quite a few of them. And, uh, and we, we, we're assumed to put house wrap on. We're assumed to properly flash things. And uh, that's the know, big word, assuming. Yeah, there is a lot of assuming, and we we find where the assumptions uh, are wrong a yeah. lot. <laughs> There's yeah, yep. You know, Ohio is one of those climates that we're in as well, where um, not only do we have water, a lot of water, but it freezes too, and that freezing and thawing act actually creates a bigger problem for the home because it starts to open up bigger gaps. And uh, if we don't do general maintenance on the house, which we'll talk about some of that to prevent the water infiltration 
uh, you're just asking for water to get in. Yeah, it's freezing and thawing in this area is just just as critical. Uh, yeah, and, and Ohio is known for you know our, our our good elevation, our good soil, and our ability to dig basements. And so what basements do though is create a hole in the ground that our house is built over and if not properly protected you can get a lot of water in the basements and in one of the images i'm going to pull up here um this one right here is you, you see this in a lot of basements especially the older homes right. in the area um you know this is a home in worthington and you can see what's happened to the block uh here yeah um a lot of this is there's no there's no uh, water protection no barrier on the exterior side the ground is right up against it you know the ground seeps through water's getting in usually uh you see this uh, when the ground is running towards the house instead of away from the house the grade right um, you see this a lot of times when uh, people will have their landscapers come out and they will put their mulch too high mm -hmm. and it just absorbs in and doesn't allow the drainage um you see this a lot with uh, sidewalks up against the house there's not proper protection between the sidewalk or a front porch they pour the porch right up against the house right. with the protection between the two right. and the water seeps down between the two yeah, and, and the concrete traps it. It's, it's, it yeah. And you don't see it. You know, you don't see it. It's below grade until you see that and you go, okay, now what do I do? Yeah, true. So let, let's take a look at a couple things here. And we mentioned the grading. Grading is, is something we want it sloping away from the house at, at least an inch per foot. So uh, that that's a low-grade slope, but we want it sloping away. And a lot of the newer homes out there, when you dig them, you overdig. And we talk about that overdig an awful lot, where you overdig to put your foundation, your footers in, and then you compact it back in against the home. Well, over time, it continues to compact. And as it compacts, it slopes back toward the house. And this image that we have here, for those of you who are listening to the podcast, you can't see this, so we'll do our best to describe it. But you might want to go to the YouTube station, and you can see this. And uh, you can see where there's um, actually wood right down to grade in this image as well, which is just you can see where it's wicked up into the siding there. So that was improperly done. Yeah, um, wicking, it's not only just wood, but it's also masonry, stucco. Mm -hmm. um, it can just go back through. Um, a lot of codes nowadays um, have come to times where we can no longer do this. So you you see at least a block high um, is, is a general rule. Um, but yet still today, um, new construction, it will still run this all the way down. Um, and it's just, you're just waiting for something to happen. You know, you're three years old and you're rotting siding, giving us a mm -hmm. call going, uh, I, I don't know what the issue is here, but um, if grading it will help tremendously. Right, and yeah. a sump pump's not the answer. <clears throat> sump pump's not the answer. Uh, you also want to make sure that your downspouts are further away. You know, you're not just mm -hmm. dumping your water. That picture right there, you know, it's just dumping. It's not really serving any purpose. Um, actually, it's bringing more water in because now you're bringing the water off the roof. Yeah, right. It's concentrating right. it in one in area. One area. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You, we need to divert that into a further away from the uh, house. Yeah, and sometimes what you see in, in the other image we have up on the screen, you see a little pit that's formed outside that's going to then, then collect water. And it's circled there in yellow so you can get a look at that. And that can be from either they trenched and they, they put something in the ground and or the gutter that's up on the roof is overflowing and it's overflowed for such a duration of time it's pitted out the, the ground around it and just creates a collect basin. Right. And, uh, you know, the, and you mentioned mulch and you, you mentioned landscapers coming out and putting mulch in. Well, mulch is not... Um, does not constitute a grade improvement because you pile up mulch. It right. water filters right through it. So it's your it's your soil 
um, that's compacted that needs to be at the slope because whatever you do with your mulch, water is going through that to whatever's below it, and right. then the water decides where it's going to go from there. And if you don't have that slope underneath your mulch, it's just it's just going up against the foundations. So. Yeah, and, and a lot of a lot of subcontractors and landscapers they will put the mulch right up against the house, not realizing yeah. that that mulch is wet, and you just that water's just sitting there looking for someplace to go. Uh, so you know if you got you got the dry siding. That's that's looks like a place we're going to hang out. Like, yeah, we're going to go there. Isn't it lovely? <laughs> so many ways. That darn water. We pray for the dry days. So here's those gutters. You know that that uh, they just dump right up against the house here. They're really doing nothing but creating a problem. Right. You, you, you're almost better to not even have gutters in this case, so the water can at least be spread out more versus concentrated in one area. But you can look at this diagram that we have that we're looking at shows um, a downspout that just dumps up against the house. And you can see where that overdig was, that settled backfill is in there. And then you have your more compacted solid grade further outside of that. And that's really where you want your downspout to dump is on onto that soil. So it's not turning right back up against the house and concrete, as you said, Albert Wicks. You can see the water then comes right through the foundation and into the basement. Even in, even in proper construction, the gutter can create a, a problem um, with d just dumping the water around. Yeah, I mean, it's um, we we say waterproofing, but there's not really waterproofing. I mean, we're basically water management. We you know the water's going to get in there. It's up to us right. to direct where it's going to go, and the more steps we can take to direct it, then the better off it is. Um, to actually say it's waterproof is really your. Uh, you're not really you're lying to yourself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're just you're just you're kidding everybody, and you're and you're telling your client that you know it's it's not waterproof. It's just we need to have some place for that water to go. It's going to get there. They have to understand that. Yeah. So. Yep. So we want to redirect it. Do our best. I mean, we certainly can do our best to protect the house. And let's see, we've got other ways. You know, other things that happen. Um, this is showing an active. Um, uh, drain tile, you know, obviously drain tile, some we'd love to tie our, our downspouts into to get the water out to the street and down to the, you know, the city um, sewer. Um, but they get clogged. You know, I can tell you, I ran into this at my house, living in an older house and the old clay tile cracked from tree roots. And, you know, there's an extreme right here um, where it shows all those roots that grew into the drain tile and, and prevented water flow. And that's what will happen. If you if you go outside your house in a storm and you see something like you see here where your drain tile is just backing up and it's gurgling over, oh, it just means your drain tile is clogged. Right. You need to have that cleaned out. Because it's doing the same thing as a gutter just dropping, uh, or the downspot just dropping water right up against the foundation. Isn't that a fun picture? I yeah. love that. That reminds like me of Wilson. Geyser. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looks like Wilson stuffed in there, you know, from uh, Castaway. Oh, yeah. So there he is. And then there's the gutters. You know, we see this all the time, especially around here with our deciduous trees. We get our gutters that fill up with leaves, and there's all kinds of gutter guard protection out there, right? What do you guys think of those things? Um, yeah, any, anything to, to protect <laughs> the heat, anything to keep the, not only just the leaves, but uh, there's been occasions where you go and you take a look and say, you know, I've got water draining over my gutter. And you go up there, and there's a there's a child's football stuff. Yeah, there. you know, you get a lot of dog tennis balls. You know, yeah, <laughs> tennis yeah. balls will be up there. So it's, it, I highly recommend that you uh, occasionally go out and do some uh, maintenance on your house and check your gutters if you don't have a gutter. Even with gutter guards, you need to go through there and wipe them off. You do. I was just going to mention yeah. that. I don't care what gutter system guard system you are using. Um, you have to look under them from time to time. Good stuff right. does get through there, and next thing you know, they're clogged and. Uh, your downspout is clogged. 
you get all the little granules from the from your asphalt shingles mm-hmm. yeah. can go through those small holes and they will build up over time yeah they it's create like, a dam it's, yeah and it's like it's like a little sand dam correct mm-hmm. in, inside together and you also want to look for like where valleys come together where two roofs come together leads into create a little dam right there and then it's your corner is spilling over you get ice dam you get freezing yeah. area, area so you get icicles hanging from the water just setting there in that particular spot not being able to move yeah so you see you know in the images again we have you're listening to the podcast you have to visualize this and you probably can pretty easily you've, you've all seen or cleaned out your gutters and, and reached up in there and it's all that decaying <laughs> crud that's up in there and leaves but you know you see those leaves are are compacted there when they get wet they do start to decompose and then they become sludge and they go over to the downspout and can clog that downspout area up. But the, the image on the right where it shows active rain, that can freeze too. I mean, we, we had weather this time of year where we're getting more rain than snow, but we're getting those freezing temperatures at night. And if that much water is being held in a gutter and it's not able to properly drain, that can freeze and that creates an ice damming. It sneaks back up under the shingles, you accelerate that. and rains again that ice is maybe solid in the gutter because it's been held and that that water has nowhere to go but to freeze on the rooftop lift those shingles up and work its way back up into the roof and into your into your home and uh, that can just create all kinds of problems so clearing those things out it isn't fun and as paul had said there's not many gutter systems out there that don't require i don't know of any quite frankly that don't require maintenance as well right so um yeah they're you just got to take care of it, and it's it's tough to do. It isn't a fun job, but it's rewarding uh, when you get it all cleaned out. Speaking for myself, you, <laughs> yeah. you guys are looking at me like I'm crazy. But you can come and you know, do my it's house not first anytime time. you want if it's <laughs> that rewarding. <laughs> it's rewarding because I see the difference. I don't okay. live in your house; I'd never see the difference. So it would not be rewarding at all to me. Okay. So, but let's take it. Let, let's move on because let's look. At, let's talk about some of the flashings and things we need to do to kind of protect things. This is a really good image. This was a client's of ours' home. And if you look at the top left image that we have here, you see a bay window that was built out, and it looks fine. Doesn't, doesn't look like anything's wrong from it. As you'd walk up to the house, you knock on the front door, you wouldn't really look at that and and think much of it. Except for the the paint is what's holding it all together. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we found that out, right? Yeah. And the way that we found that out is we were running, uh, we were doing a basement remodel, and we were running duct work, um, and you can actually see in that one image where there is a vent. And so we were going to reconstruct that space. And when we got into it, we found that whole area was just completely rotted out. It was filled with mold, too. Right. Yep. It was disgusting. And so that was the first thing that we repaired. And then when we got outside, we realized the severity of the damage. And so why don't you walk through what you uncovered? Because, Albert, you, you were the one who went out there and, and, and saw this. Yeah, um, there, there's a lot of mold on the windows, on the window sills. Um, there's a lot of gapping. And along the, you can see here when you uh, take a look at the video online, the uh, stone, there's a gap in the stone to the trim, and that's just allowing water to channel in behind the trim itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so at that point in time, anything you do on the outside is really a mute point. Um, yeah, it looks fine, it looks great until you go up there and you go to tap on it, and you get the, uh, like they refer to it as a saltine cracker effect. Um, it just crumbles and flakes, kind of mm-hmm. like old, like a uh, new. Uh, oatmeal it's not been wet you had dry white uh, oatmeal and uh 
I haven't done that. I'll have to try that. I know. And it's, <laughs> you know, if you get a nice, if you get a, if it's windy that day, it's, it's kind of like a, a field of dandelions, you know, it just blows, it just blows away. away. Yeah. 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 Um, well, once you take that outer, outer cover off, you can see this is the, that previous image we looked at the window where the caulking had failed yeah. is this shot here. And you can see that caulk still just, you know, hanging out a little bit there. But what, what happened behind that? Keep in mind now this, Bryce, this is not a structural issue. So. You know, yeah, <laughs> there's there's nothing structural about this. Oh come on, that's a little sarcasm toward our our inspectors. I know. You rascal. So here's a video we're gonna watch. Walk us through what you did because when you first uncovered this, this is what you saw. Yeah, this when we we pulled things off, we knew that we had a, a big issue, and this is like little to no effect with the hammer. This is just kind of seeing how yeah, you're just left. scraping it. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. I said, this is a saltine cracker effect, and. We're trying to. What I'm trying to do here is just kind of see how deep into the plate material, how how much of the stud has been jeopardized. Yeah, because there's your wall framing you're yeah. popping away at right there. Yeah, right? that's yeah. that's 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 our structural issue right there. That's yeah. our that's holding up our window. That's holding up our roof. You know, so you know, that's being tra that loads being transferred down um, to that point. Yeah, to that point. Yeah, and so. for that not to be there, you know, and. Keep in mind, just on the other side of what we're looking at there is, is the interior of the house. It's the carpet. You know, the next thing, you know. Yeah, you there's get, the drywall get, right here. You get moldy yeah. carpet. You get the wet carpet. You start getting the smell. You know, that's when a lot of homeowners will start noticing that they're starting to get the smell. Mm -hmm. Or um, in this case, uh, you might you see a little bit when it rains. You might see some water sitting on the windowsill not think much of it. Um, you know, those are signs to look for is, is if you, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't have water sitting on your windowsill inside when it rains. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you, you know. shouldn't, unless you have an in-house sprinkler system. Right, exactly. Yeah, but so, yeah, I mean, so you look at is, that. This is just a good example. This isn't even improper flashing. This is no, no flashing. flashing. Yeah, yeah. the builder <laughs> in this case installed these windows, um, nailed them on to the, uh, uh, the plywood siding, and did not do any of the normal and expected flashings that you, know, you would uh, put around these windows. So it doesn't exist. Um, yeah. And uh, to, to Albert, your point, on the inside of the house, I've often told uh, our clients that um, if they suspect any kind of water problems, look at your baseboards. Typically around your windows when the water is coming in around the, the sill of the window, if there's no flashing, it eventually settles down on the bottom plate of the wall soaks through the drywall and then it expands uh, or swells the back of your baseboard mm -hmm. and a lot of times you can see the caulking on the top of the baseboard pulling away from the from the wall and <laughs> and if it's around a window uh, it's normally evidence that you you have water infiltration um, lovely but lovely. good signs to look for you know yeah. I, that's a good tip for anyone um, who's who's listening or wants to understand where they may have water issues if you, you've suspected it. You know, there are some little things you can look for. Um, you can certainly go around your house and check your caulking and make sure that the caulking is tight. You know, the, if you see gapping, there's water getting in. Uh, where it's going, you know, you won't necessarily know until you start pulling things off of a home. But if you don't necessarily want to do that, just feel the areas. I mean, there are oftentimes I go out and I just push with my finger and it's spongy. You know, the paint, as you said, is holding things together, Albert. And, you know, the, the, the paint is not a structural um, element. No, no, <laughs> not yet. No. Sometimes it is when there's like a thousand layers. You know, you go and you go, yeah. holy smokes, this is a small room. It used to be big. Uh, there's a lot of layers of paint. But, you know, we've got we've got issues here, you know, on this, this project and the video we just watched that 
it's pretty invasive. That bay needs to be rebuilt. Uh, for it to structurally be sound. I think there's new windows that are maybe even going into Yeah, so it. we actually now have uh, uh, torn that bay and and actually on the um, other side of the front of the house, uh, the matching bay, that one had the same problem. So we've torn both bays off from the, from the house and are yeah. totally rebuilding them. The windows as well had uh, uh, had failed. And mm-hmm. so we're, we're actually going to be installing new windows as part of the overall repair for this. Yeah, that does not make for a happy homeowner, um, but we didn't build the house, thank goodness, right? Right. So and we wouldn't do it that way. And here's, uh, and actually what started a lot of this was the back of the house. We're going we're gonna to look at a couple other things with that. Um, but this is the door threshold, so not even the yeah. doors were flashed. So again, yeah, no, another case of no flashing. The tile that you're looking at right there that you see, um, that's actually the kitchen. That's the breakfast area. And it was rotted back probably two feet beyond underneath all of that into the house. Um, so the tile was basically just setting on rotted, wet material. Um, yeah. Uh, the grout, usually you the cracking in the grout, you, you know, is a sign also. Right. Um, when something, when you just buy a doorway like this. But uh, the grout was in good shape. It wasn't cracked. Um, it was just rotted from underneath. There was a, multiple layers. and it, uh, The plywood was, was like a four-layer ply. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last layer was still holding strong. Uh, so that's why the tile, I don't think, cracked around the yeah, ground lines. But good. everything from there on down was was completely gone and was starting to uh, rot out the floor joists again. Not structural because you know, the floor joists don't do anything. Um, and then the, and the bandboard itself was gone. And then we, you know, around the door itself, again, the door wasn't flashed. Uh, yeah. The uh, stucco, the uh, stucco trade and the subs that were all involved in putting the door in and, and flashing around it just failed miserably when it comes to actually doing it properly what they did do yeah. i mean they put a little bit of house wrap around but nothing that would keep the water from getting in behind it so it was well it, yeah so they, I, they put a product up that was really useless and you've got to right. layer it properly yeah. it's kind of like tucking your raincoat into your pants yeah. and expecting your you know not to get wet down there so right. Um, we've got there's a proper order for installing the the, the barrier. What, what are we looking at here? We got a couple images where uh, you're working on this project where the door had rotted out. I think that's where the kitchen door was. Yeah, the uh, the, the image here on the right with the with the brown flashing, uh, you can see the they put they took the step that in time to put the flashing in, but it's 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 installed incorrectly. The uh, house wrap should be over top that we should not be able to see that much of a flange on right. top. That should be t- that should be over top and should be taped to it yeah um the end there that you see a lot of you see this through a lot of subcontractors uh, especially uh, exterior trim guys they need to fold their flashing their step flashing and their uh, z flashing around the corners they leave the ends exposed like that leaving a big gap mm-hmm. so wind driven rain can just go right in there instead of you know it takes two snips with a with a, with a cutter and you can fold that piece down and mm-hmm. you've got closure um However, not only did they, they did do that, but they also didn't run this, the uh, Z flashing down over far enough. You can see that part of the trim from the door is actually over top proud yeah. of the uh, Z flashing. Uh, yep. So the water's just going to come down there and get in behind. Drop right behind that. It's, you know, it's, it's a never-ending process. It's, you know, water's going to go where it goes. So. so that's all fixed now. It's all fixed. Right? It's all yeah. fixed. Well, it got it got prettier too at this home, didn't it? Because this is this is what started it. We were doing a basement remodel, as you heard me say earlier, and this is how we found all these things. Which yeah, this is what's hiding behind your walls, people. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that scary? Yeah. Sleep sleep well tonight. 
or don't watch the YouTube. Uh, you don't want to see this <laughs> yeah. uh, for sure because this is this was unbelievable. Actually, when we opened this thing up, this was we were running baseboard, and I think the, as we were installing baseboard, we went to nail it. It just didn't it didn't catch anything, yeah. and we ended up pushing it. I believe it went right through the wall. Yeah, and this, this is uh, in in that picture on the left. Um, you can actually see the backside of the stucco. Yeah. And so the plywood, by uh, saturating, getting so saturated under its own weight, the plywood was falling. And uh, like a mulch pile in the bottom, we've cleaned that up right there. But you can see the, uh, you can actually see the backside of the stucco. So yeah. it, uh, the water it is. had done that much damage. And this house is not that old. It's not that old. And, you know, I put a picture of the home in here so you could see it because some people would see the images and say, well, I don't live in a crappy house like that. I've got a nice home, a newer built home. And you drive up to this home, it's a gorgeous, large, large, large home, which means it's a large, large problem because it's clearly not done properly anywhere in this home. And that has the homeowner very concerned with how right. the builder did this. And now everybody on the street's worried <laughs> right. because this builder did all of them. And it's not that you do one wrong. Uh, this is how you're building them if you're doing them. And you've got your you got your sheeting that goes on that the stucco gets applied to. And if you if you look at the these images here, you just the sheeting is rotted out. That's that's OSB on the house that's just yeah. rotted out. And same thing, like you, in the video that you showed, Albert, with the, the raking of that hammer just touching it, it's like a saltine cracker, it just flaked out. You would touch it, and it would literally just disappear, turn to dust. And that bottom plate was like that as well. So you can see it in the image there. That bottom plate is just rotted where that water collected. And that outside picture you see of the home, you can see that staining on the stucco above the windows. That's where a deck was installed, screwed right into the, the stucco, which basically there were little holes uh, were for right. water to come right into the house off the deck. Yeah, any, any kind of penetrations wasn't sealed. Um, whenever you penetrate the house, you, you've got to, with your flashing or whatever, use it for a house wrap. You know, you, you need to you need to seal those up, um, even if it's just a, in this case they just lag bolt directly to the joist, and didn't take any steps into uh, sealing those penetrations. And when they installed the deck, they didn't divert the water from going behind the deck, so the water got trapped between the deck and the house. Right. And the stucco, um, stucco is not waterproofing; it's porous. Water runs right through it. You know, it's you know it's like a big sponge itself. So we have to make sure we direct that. And they didn't do any of that when they put the when they put the deck up. So that was a place for water to set and have its time to uh, do what it did. And do its know. damage. Yep. yep. Yeah. I don't know if most people realize, but uh, stucco, brick, stone, uh, water saturates completely through it. So when we earlier talked about water management, we know for a fact in a heavy, heavy rainstorm that saturates the side of your stucco home or your brick home, the water is going to pass right through that um, surface and then be in contact with the uh, house wrap which most people, you know, think of Tyvek for that. Right. Uh, so we know that. And so we know then by gravity that water is going to be rolling down down the wall behind the stucco, behind the, the brick. So where does it go? How do we manage it? And that's why, you know, the layering, as you mentioned earlier, you know, Bryce, uh, kind of like a roof shingle, the layering has to be proper. And eventually that water hits uh, a, a final destination point at the bottom uh, of your wall. So then how do we direct it out then? What kind of mm -hmm. um, um, weep joints and uh, things like that do we have to direct that water out? But um, the, the brick stone and stucco, it's uh, I've heard it referred to as a reservoir cladding. So it is, yeah. it is actually going to be containing 
you know, probably hundreds of gallons of water on the outside of your house waiting to eventually, um, by gravity, just drain downward. And Yep. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And, and here's what, what you were talking about, Albert. We've got some images of a, of a home that's that's wrapped, and we've got a picture of some of those penetrations in the home and how, how there's a flex wrap even because mm-hmm. you have holes that are round. Right. And, you know, to cut a hole in, in this material, you've got to then be able to seal that and tape it off. Yeah, this, the, the bottom right photo there with the window corner mm-hmm. is an example of someone going to the extreme and, and putting putting the house wrap on and doing the flex wrap but it's it's incorrect. Yeah. Um, you know, the Tyvek, back to our our former conversation about the uh, flashing, the Z flashing, the Tyvek's, that should actually be cut short. That should not wrap back into the house. What water's going to do is go back against that Tyvek, and it's going to run right back to the top of that house. window yeah. into that house. So that shouldn't be there. Right. That needs to be cut short, um, you know, a quarter to a half inch. So when you put your step flashing in there, you can tape it. And you have your because when you do your siding, whether it's a trim or whatever you use, you want to hold that shy so water doesn't set up against on the metal. You want to have a channel for it to go. Again, we're managing the water to go one way or the other instead of mm-hmm. this setting there. Well, there it is. So there's there's that vapor barrier, and then we have something else that's pretty cool, a special material here. So walk us through what what this material is. So what we're looking at in this image, uh, uh, very pretty looking blue. Uh, house wrap. Uh, it's uh, Henry, made by a company called Henry, uh, and it's called Blue Skin. Um, so this is, uh, I guess, the easiest way to describe it is it is a peel and stick um, outside um, air and, and water membrane. Uh, in this case, we ran it vertically. Uh, we lapped the joints by over each other by a couple of inches. What's kind of unique about this product, though, is um, uh, it's what we call self-healing. Uh, so it, it has an effect where you drive a nail through it for, uh, be it your siding or maybe your stucco uh, lath wire that you're putting on. Uh, whatever nail or screw penetrates this, it seals around it. Uh, so unlike Tyvek, if you drive a nail through that, then you just have a hole. Um, and uh, so this was a, a product that we um, you know got some exposure to, really liked uh, what it was. We got involved with the... Uh, um, the manufacturer and mm-hmm. they sent someone out to help us uh, learn a little bit more about it so we put it on uh, I think we're going to see more of this on our project we really like the product yeah, yeah it's up really well it's it you know it's we this has been an unusual winter by the fact that we just haven't had cold temperatures long enough and it's been raining and then back to cold temperatures and it, it it's held up really well so it's it's uh like Paul was saying you know the, the self-healing is really really important if you think about it we're talking about all these penetrations and these guys come up with the siding up they're they're putting more penetrations more that holes, they can't yeah. be sealed mm-hmm. um so you know how do we do that well this is a, this is a way that we can kind of address that situation with putting all the holes in and not being able to have them be sealed this you know this seals itself around the, the fasteners so there's a cost difference with this material as well but long term well worth it Right, it, it is more expensive than uh, your typical house wrap, like mm-hmm. a like a Tyvek, Tyvek. and so on. Um, but um, one of the the energy savings, though, um, what this company uh, claims is that the the energy savings over probably just a few short years mm-hmm. are going to make up the difference in what this product costs uh, on the front end. Uh, it is a water um, barrier, but it is also an air barrier. 
and um, mm-hmm. uh, because it seals around all your penetrations when you uh, drive nails into it and so on. Uh, now they have several other products that um, complement this. So when you set your windows, uh, the counter flashing that we use to flash around the windows so that um, what we call the nailing flange of that window is sealed. Um, they, they have um, a foundation seal sealing tape to make sure that we don't have air driving in around. Uh, so with that, we're not driving uh, cold air, um, let's say during the wintertime, into our wall cavities that then can uh, condense and cause water, um, elevated water problems in mm-hmm. our walls. Uh, so it's a breathable product like, uh, you know, like your Gore-Tex running suit, uh, which is very, very important for our house. So, right. um, so I, I think there's a lot of promise in this product. Yeah. Um, I just want to bring to the point that, you know, the last slide that we were looking at, you know, I said, you know, the house wrap was round, wrapped around to the top of the window. On this product here, we can do that um, because they rely on reverse flashing, which is not layering. Um, so they have a product, a membrane that we can apply over top of the flashing that seals the flashing to this particular product to make it one mm-hmm. so we don't have to do the layering. So we can run the product into and around and not have to worry about the water penetrating and following to right. the top of the headers like we do on the top, on the white house wraps that you see awesome awesome well good stuff uh really really good stuff and it's everybody's favorite time of the show right now i mean you guys are wonderful but the favorite time is really our tip of the week so i'm going to give the tip of the week here it is if prevent water from entering your home and creating expensive damage to your home structure walk your property and make sure the grade around your foundation slopes away from the house confirm that downspouts either drain into a clear drain tile or have extensions that take water far enough from the foundation to not drain back up against the home and lastly make sure your gutters are clean and allow water to flow to your downspouts freely and that is the tip of the week it's kind of three tips in one and guys thanks so much for being here i know you're coming back next week and uh, your time is really valuable and so is your education that you're providing to all of our listeners so i really appreciate you you got lunch right <laughs> yeah i got lunch for <laughs> you why not right. why not let's have water all right yeah <laughs> that sounds good we need to get paul's liquid we need, diet we need to get we need to get some more water into paul all right we, we really do no soda for you paul <laughs> yeah all right guys thanks a lot thanks. and we'll have you back next week all and right. uh, until then everybody right. have a great week the rest of you uh be sure to tune in uh we love to have you download episodes of this the best way you can do that is go to itunes or you can certainly go to jsbrowncompany.com check out our website but also download all of our other archived above grade episodes we've got great topics in there we've got some wonderful guests you met some from last week as we recapped and now that we're on youtube you can check us out there and uh really until next week we have a great week to build from Foxland Media. Think big.